I went over there, I was looking for Brother Bailey from my first and said, nah, I think they know who you are. <laughs> uh, just want to say good morning to you all again and just know that it is truly an honor and a blessing to be able to stand before you and present to you all the portion of God. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm just thankful for the support and encouraging words I received from you all. It, it truly is a blessing. Amen. And I just want to take the opportunity to thank Brother May for yet again allowing me to stand before you all. And, and I just pray that I continue to grow my understanding and, and the ability to communicate that understanding of the word. And I pray that something is said this morning that's, that's beneficial. Yeah. I also just want to say that as a young man, having surrounded myself with wise counsel, that it's just such a benefit because I'm surrounded by men who constantly challenge me to write the Bible word, uh, hmm. digging deeper into finding that understanding and standing on the truth. And I'm just so thankful for that. And I, I recommend to anyone any young man coming up, just find you someone, attach yourself to him, and allow him to, to work with you and grow. Because again, we had that obligation to grow spiritually. Man, I'm glad this morning that you can take the time to worship, have the ability and the opportunity to worship. Mm -hmm. Some of us have had challenging weeks, and at us, I'm included in at us. <laughs> but all that's done. Today is the Lord's day, and we're here to worship him. Again, pray that something is said that's beneficial to you all. Man, this morning. I want to look at a trend, at least it seems to me that it's a trend, of uh, people paying more attention to the things that they're eating. The perception is that people are concerning themselves more now with uh, living a healthy lifestyle that's inspired by eating the right thing, making sure that there's a push to eating organic foods. So that seems to be a trend that I noticed. I was talking to someone uh, long ago and I was trying to figure out where can I find some good barbecue. And uh, I was saying to myself, you know, people just don't barbecue anymore. And I'm laughing because the changes, there, there's a change. People are changing the way they eat. They're changing their lifestyle. People are going towards a more healthy lifestyle. And I said, I guess if I want some good barbecue, I've got to do it myself. So, Amen. <laughs> but again, people are taking more time to slow down and review the ingredients that they're putting in their body. They're taking the time to see where those ingredients are coming from. Yeah. Seeing how they've been processed, making sure that they're only eating those things that provide the appropriate amount of nutrition, the right amount of protein, the right amount of vitamins. We're making people are taking time and they want to know, hey, I want to know that what I say I mean, that's what I mean. Like for myself, chicken. I want to eat chicken that can only be fed, that's only been fed things that chickens naturally eat. I don't want anything else. I just want chicken that's been fed, chicken food that they naturally would get. <laughs> congregation have been blessed with the garden and so now with those vegetables and it's plenty those vegetables that are grown we know there's been nothing added to those there's no food nothing no preservatives no pesticides the members of this congregation have tilled that soil it is renewed naturally it's rained on the sun all those things so now we know that's truly organic so when we eat that we understand that there's a benefit to eating those and that's those are the things that we put ourselves in a position to receive that's right and so again understanding that that requires Routine. That was, requires a habit. When we go into the store, we need to be forming that habit. When we go into the store and we got the snack out, we need to be forming that routine to know consistently. Now, you know, I don't even go down there. There are things that are more beneficial for me to eat. And I get into that routine, I get into that habit, and then it becomes a lifestyle. So, again, I'm not talking about diet, we're talking about lifestyle changes, changing the way we live our lives. And now, bear with me because I'm talking about physics right now. We ain't even got to go for it. So, now, it's understanding that we want our babies to have proper nutrition. I remember my wife, 
she made sure that whenever I bought cereal, I bought the best cereal. She said, look, hey, hey, don't come on with that. Make sure you read this. Because we want our babies to have that proper nutrition. And again, there's an understanding that there, and again, before I repurpose this, I am not a healthcare professional. This is just some, some, some studies I've been doing, some general knowledge. So, but there are healthcare professionals that are here that may be able to provide you a little bit more guidance, a little bit more advice. I'm, I'm very confident. So again, I just want to put that out there. I don't want anybody to leave here saying that. Brother Gerard said, we need not to be eating that. No, no, don't, don't put that on me. But again, the reason why we begin to form a routine and get into that lifestyle is because we, it may provide us with some health benefits. And again, that routine, that consistency. And, and studies show that it may reduce, reduce, excuse me, reduce the risk of chronic diseases, hypertension, uh, heart disease, osteoporosis, lowers cholesterol, lowers sugar, all those things. We understand that that's an added benefit to changing our lifestyle and eating healthy. We understand that. But again, going back to that routine and just back to the point about babies, we, babies who, newborn babies, mothers who have the ability to breastfeed throughout the duration uh, of that infancy, they do that because they know that that's the best milk that that baby's gonna receive. They know there's nothing better than that breastfeed because it's pure, it's coming straight from the mother. They know that there's nothing been added in there but what that baby needs. And again, what that is, is it ensures proper development for that child, proper bone development, brain development. It develops that immune system. All those things, again, back to the adding of the cereals. My wife, again, DHA, I didn't know what DHA was until my wife said, hey, look, you need to make sure you come on the cereal with DHA. Because she was so diligent to make sure that the only thing that was in that baby's mouth was the best, the most that he would get, he would get the most benefit health-wise. And we had to understand that. I had to learn that. And then what we do is we some solid we take those solid foods, and then what we do as parents, we try to slide in those fruits and vegetables, get them used to eating, get that taste in them. So now they know that when they get older, you know, this is beneficial to them. So it's not a tool for them to be eating the right thing, eating the fruits and vegetables. It doesn't become a hassle. Now, with all that being said, the same can be said about eating an unhealthy, or living an unhealthy lifestyle, uh, under eating the foods that don't provide appropriate amount of nutrition, not getting enough protein, not getting enough vitamins, all those things, I mean, it tastes good, but it's not providing us with any nutritional value. Like overeating junk food, foods that are just taste good, like I say, don't provide any benefit. Too much processing, too many additives, too many preservatives, fillers, all those things that may contribute to higher risk, again, studies show for high cholesterol, uh, higher blood pressure, lower levels of energy. And some researchers, some again, some research, that it may contribute to depression. So we understand, so now we understand that basic concept of eating healthy and unhealthy and the benefits that we can get, the benefits that we don't receive by not eating healthy. So what's the point? Brothers Roger, every time I eat right, organic foods, not eating junk food, what's the point? Well, the point is, let's take that same concept again, that same understanding, and realize that the way that we live our lives spiritually is indicative of the thing that we've been feeding our minds feeding our souls. And we've got to understand, again, giving weight to that phrase, who are what you need. <clears throat> so now, let's look at the need again for developing those healthy spiritual habits. One of my favorite verses, Matthew 5, 14. Again, y'all, this morning we, uh, we're going to deal with the scriptures. That's all right. We're going to get through it. Y'all be here with me. Matthew 5, beginning of chapter 14, says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
Now that's one of my favorites because that is such an indictment to us as Christians today. And what that's saying is understand that Jesus is saying that the glory of the kingdom of God will not be hidden to those who seek to find it. It's not going to be a secret. It won't be a secret. Now that's us. The application for us is everything that we do, more specifically, how we live our lives should be for the glorification of God. Everything that we do, and understanding and knowing what God's concerned with. We're in a soul-saving business. God's concerned with saving the souls of men. First Timothy 2, verse 4, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what we need to be in the business of. So now when we go out, we need to be praying for others. We need to be doing good unto others. Not because we want to be glorified. That has nothing to do with what Gerard wants, but that's because God wants to be glorified. His kingdom must be glorified, not in the things that we say. But if we step out saying, we, we say that we're representing the body of Christ. We need to understand who it is that we're representing. We're not just representing those people. We're representing Christ. So when we step out, we need to be living a lifestyle that indicates that, again, being fed that proper spiritual nourishment. And so that let your light so shine. Look at this concept. Look at the, look at the example of a dark room. We have people that are blind. So all they know is darkness with that blind So they go into a dark room. It's a large room. So they take the blindfold off, and it's still dark. So now, can we, we come in now. We, have, we know where the exit is. They don't know. They're in this room. They're just wandering around in the darkness. That's all they know. We come into that room, and we light a candle. So now, we can't light the whole room, but we can light a section. And we know where the exit is. So now what we're doing is we're walking towards the exit. And anyone who wants to get out of that room, guess what they're going to do? Follow us. But again, that's that light. So they understand that that flame, that flame has to be fed. The more oxygen that flame is fed, it'll continue to burn. It'll continue to shine that light. That has to be us. We need to understand that the lifestyle that we live has to be indicative of getting proper spiritual nutrition. And again, we've got to be that example. So when we step out and they see us, again, the glory of the kingdom is not going to be hidden. And that needs to be us. They need to see the God in us and everything that we do for the glorification of God. Not for us. Nothing that we do is for us. We've got to understand that it's beyond us now. Once we commit it, it goes beyond us. Now, everything that we do is for the glorification of the kingdom. And we've got to understand that, being members of the body. And again, just to reiterate that point, we're so influential in our lives. Again, going just to hammer that point home about being in the body. We're so influential in our lives because we're so influenced by the word of God. When people see us, again, that lets them say, you know what, I need to be following that light. Because they're light, we're lighting that path of righteousness because we understand where that light, that oxygen. It's feeding that flame. We're feeding ourselves with that spiritual nourishment, We're making sure that everything that we do glorifies the kingdom. But how do we do that? So let's, let's examine how that happens. Uh, the scripture that was read to me this morning, Proverbs 4, 20 and 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. And health all their flesh. Keep your heart all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now we need to understand, and I highlight because there's some points that we need to get out. I want to make sure we get these points. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. So now we understand the spiritual health benefit. We understand that if we do what we're obedient to the word of God, what do we do? Life will find help to all their flesh. But now that keeping your heart with all this, what that means, that word keep comes from the Hebrew word not. And what that means is, it means uh, to maintain, protect, guard. And we've got to understand that. That's what we should be doing. The things that we're putting in our mind has to be screened. We need to be filtering those. When we drink water, I guarantee there's no one in here that wants a bottle of water that's got all kinds of impurities. 
No, we want that water filter. We want, we want pure water. That's all we want to treat. Again, going back to that example of organic. That's all we want because now we know we're guarding ourselves, making sure that if we are going to be that example, we've got to put the right stuff in there. We've got to be fueling ourselves with those spiritual nutrients. And that's we can't miss that point because, again, our life is our lifestyle. You can't step out here and say, hey, look, I'm a member of the body. I'm, I'm, I go to Lowe's Road Church Christ. That's fine. But that lifestyle needs to indicate and understand that you are a member of this body. And so, again, the thing of that is, before I just bring the issues of life, again, the issues of life, that's just your daily life. That's your daily life. Your daily walk. Because you're going to deal with things. You are. You're going to deal with things. But you need to understand that if you're feeding yourself spiritually, making sure to ensure that proper nutrition spiritually, making sure that you're growing. You want those things, you won't worry about those things because we know I'm living a lifestyle that is indicative of the word of God because that's all I'm ingesting into my soul. The only thing I think about, my, the things that I say, the things that I think, the things that I do are all indicative of having that understanding of the word of God. And again, we gotta understand, we've got an obligation to grow. We have to spiritually mature. So again, going back to that spiritual nutrition, nourishing ourselves with the word of God. Those vegetables, not just going to grow, there's got to be some work put into it. You know, we always talk about those fruits of the spirit. We've got to water those fruits. We've got to make sure we're putting in the work, tilling that soil, that spiritual soil, making sure that we're getting the right nutrients, protecting our hearts, guarding our minds, all those things. That's right. And again, understanding that Hebrews chapter 6, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principle of Christ that is going to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrines of baptism, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Well, now, when we say we've got to grow, we need to understand that's just not what we accomplished. That's what everybody. Everyone in this body has an obligation to grow. Everyone in it. And we, some folks, seasoned members of the body, 20, 30, 40 years, there's still an obligation to grow. You still need to be spiritually maturing. The work of God still needs to flow through you because you need to continuously feed yourself. And we can't miss that. Because a lot of times what we do is we get so self-righteous. We've been in the body for so long. We don't, we don't, now I'm good. When you say that, you need to be concerned. Because there is an obligation for every one of us here to grow. That foundation, again, that foundation is going to be there. We come out new creatures, baptized, the rest of our sins come out. We have that foundation. So now, look at this example. If I'm having a house bill and they pour the slab, they're working on the foundation. Right? So now I come back week after week, month after month, and they're still working on the foundation. I'm, whoa, whoa, wait now. I thought we was having a house bill. I remember I'm going to go find that builder. Hey, look, listen, I feel like we should be further along. So then how then will that be acceptable to us in our lives? How then can we continue to spin the wheel and not grow? Not grow in our community, not grow in our love for others, not grow in our faith. How can those things be accepted? And then again, listen, let's take it further. How can God be pleased with that? Again, understanding that obligation to grow. And it's for everyone. We've got to understand and humble ourselves in such a way that we all got to grow. We all got to put in the work to grow. We've got to read, fellowship, making sure that we are Honoring our commitment. Because again, that's what we did. When we obeyed, that's when we made a commitment. That's we right. made a commitment. And that's part of our commitment to spiritually go. We've got to understand those names. Yeah. And so now let's, let's continue to examine that. In Psalm 34, I told us one of the little deals with scriptures. That's all right. That's all we need. Psalm 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So now the latter part of that verse. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. 
So now we know that that's the benefit. That's what we get. You know, we're blessed. But that blessing comes from what? That faithfulness. That trust in the word of God. That obedience to the word of God. And we've got to understand those things. And now, so, what's the issue? If we've tasted what he's saying is, they're just saying, hey, look, you know, I know God's good. I know that he provides for the future. I know of his love, and this is for us. We know of his love and his faithfulness because he gave his only begotten son for us to be saved. Mm -hmm. So now, if we say we believe those things, we need to trust in those things. So now we've got that taste. Again, going back to those children, when they, when they get that taste of those fruits and those vegetables, and when they get older, it doesn't become a chore. Now we got a taste of it because we've experienced it. God has worked some things out in our lives. Everything that we go through, anything that we go through, we can trust God. But we've got to. And, and if we've tasted it and we've experienced it, what's the problem? Sorry. So now we've got to understand that trust and that faithfulness, that obedience. And here's how, listen, this is, 1 Peter is such a, such a powerful set of scriptures. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3. We say that, we say this in these scriptures all the time, but this morning, that's not just saying this is right. Let's enact these scriptures. Let's, when we walk out of this building, we are living testaments to the word of God. Amen. And that's what people see. That's all that we're giving because we're feeding ourselves. We understand the need to grow. 1 Peter 2, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now there's some key words you need to look at, some phrases, you may grow thereby. So again, going back to that obligation, we gotta be growing. You know, we, we gotta be growing in our faith and our commitment. And, and if indeed you have tasted, verse three, if indeed you have tasted the Lord is gracious, there we go again. So now we know who God is. We understand what he's done for us. We know he's gracious. We know of his faithfulness to us. So that means we should always have that desire. Again, as newborn babies, we need to understand that we need to have spiritual mannerisms of newborn babies. I remember when I became a uh, new father, my wife, she was, she was so gentle and so weak, walking me through putting together the bottles making sure I put in the right amount of this, the right amount of that. She goes, hey, baby, if you want to warm it up, this is how you warm it up. Don't do too much now. But my mom, my mom used to get at me. She used to say, hey, look, well, listen, that baby don't care about you figuring that bottle out. They don't want to tell me. You know, because I'm thinking my wife is being, you know, she's kind of feeding me along, getting the house line, okay, okay, okay. Oh, I said, no, you need to get that milk ready now. When he wakes up, he needs to have that milk. And so now spiritually, let's understand that. We need to be the same way. We need to be kicking and screaming for the word of God. We need to want that because we know that baby understands at a very young age that that is how I'm sustaining my life. Mm -hmm. I need that. that baby, again, that baby is not concerned with all that extra stuff. I just want my milk. I need to eat. <laughs> that has to be us spiritually. We have to have to be the same exact way. Understand what that desire means. That desire means that's a yearning, a long, intense craving. That means we need it. Like, I need that pure milk of the water. I need it. And understand what that's saying. Again, going back to that concept of organic. Listen, that's all I want. I just want the word of God. I don't want any doctors of men. I don't want any traditions. I don't want your religion. I just want the word of God. Pure word of God. Nothing at No filter. No preserve. Just that straight up unfiltered word of God. Because why though? Why, because there's a desire there. And that desire what that does is that indicates a love. That indicates a commitment. In obedience, a faithfulness, understanding that hey, I need these words for my life. Because again, if we look at going back to Proverbs, understanding that Solomon was speaking to his son, and think of us as parents. 
when we give advice to our children. We give them advice, and they may not want it, but we give them advice because we're trying to help them save their lives. We're trying to help them live their lives, and we know that they need it. The Word of God, that's us speaking to the Father. He is giving us the instructions for our life. We need to be listening. We need to be protecting our hearts and our minds, ensuring that that's all that we're getting, that pure spiritual meaning. And again, we need to understand what's in the Word. That way we know what we get. A lot of times we step out and we say, well, you know, I've, I've been studying. This is what we've got to make sure that we're getting that pure milk of the Word. Nothing at it. Not what I think. Not what Gerard feels, but straight up what God said that we are to do and how we are to do our lives. And so now, with that taste, again, I said that we understand who God is. We made that commitment and what he's done for us. And we understand that, again, as newborn babies, they are kicking and screaming for that milk. That's us. We are kicking and screaming, trying to make a way to get to the word, to grow spiritually, because we understand that obligation. John 6, 35, very briefly, as a reference. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now, if we know that, if we understand that, and there's a love there, then we need to constantly be desiring that. We need to always be hungry for that righteousness, always be thirsty, and we need to know exactly where to get it from. Because he says, hey, I am the bread of life. I'm all you need. Everything else, that's secondary. I'm all that you need to sustain your life. And we've got to trust in those things. Matthew 5 and 6, another one. Uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yeah. And the beauty of these scriptures, the beauty of them, is that you can eat as much as you want. You don't have to put a cap on how much you can give you. Oh, you can gorge yourself on the word of God. Understand that the only thing this is doing is helping me grow strong. Again, now I'm growing in my love. I'm growing in my faith and my commitment. I'm growing in the compassion that I'm strong for. I'm praying for those. Again, understanding that I'm in the business of saving souls. So now that's what I'm doing. Every time I go out, I understand that, hey, look, I need to be glorifying the King, glorifying God, being concerned with the souls of those who are lost. Because at one point, we were lost. So now we've got to understand, we have the opportunity to grow. So now we need to continue to grow mature to communicate that understanding out into the world. Because again, once you say, hey, once you step out there, and I guarantee you, once you step out there, say, hey, look, I'm a member of the Church of Christ, people don't, people don't go to watch you. They're going to see what you do because it, that shouldn't be an issue for us. If we're feeding ourselves, if we are practicing a healthy spiritual lifestyle, that's not even an issue. We don't get wrapped up in that anymore because now we, we've got the routine and the consistency of obeying the Word of God. So again, let's, let's continue to look further at that. Psalm, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So now we got some, we got some health benefits all in there. All in there. So first of all, blessed is the man who walks on the council. That means we have routinely put ourselves in a position to avoid those things. Like, I'm not concerned about people gossiping. I'm not concerned about all those things. I am no longer affected by that because I know that I'm blessed. But I mean, we've got to understand how we get there. So now, his delight is involved in the Lord. That means that desire. I love it. I got to love the Lord, God. That's, that's what we should be, that's what we should be emanating from, love and delight in his work. Because what that's doing is that's allowing us to grow. And again, now, we've got that taste. We know what he's done for us. So that's all we think about. Day and night. 
when we go to sleep, we think about the world. When we wake up, oh wait, man, I got some more work, I'm praying. That's all I want to do, glorify the kingdom, because I understand that that is how I'm sustaining my life. Amen. Cows, uh, phrase chewing the cookie, and it was only for, the, only for this study I looked into it. But cows have four parts of their stomach. Mm -hmm. So what they do is, when they first eat, they wet it just enough to get it in and get it soft enough, and then they swallow it. So what happens is it goes to a, a section of their stomach. It does its thing. It kind of goes, goes about, goes around, and it comes back up, and they regurgitate it back up. And now what they're doing is they're chewing the cookie. So they're, kind of, they're taking that food and they're chewing it over and over and over and over again. Now look at us spiritually. That's what we need to be doing. If we're feeding ourselves properly. What we're going to do is we're going to be taking that word, ingesting it into that soul, into that inner man, allowing it to be affected. So now, when it comes back up, it's in our minds. It's in the things that we speak, the things that we say, the things that we do. All those things are now being affected by So we understand that that comes from a sturdy, healthy diet of the Word of God. And if we desire the Word of God, if we love it, what's the problem? So we've got to understand that those fruits, again, those vegetables, they're not just going to work. Right? They have to be nourished. They have to receive that proper nutrition. And again, if that's all we're thinking about, and that's, if that's all we're dealing with, is the Word of God, again, we should have no problems growing. There should be no issue. So let's examine further what we should be, some things that we should be thinking about. Philippians 4, another one of my favorites. Philippians 4, beginning at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are beautiful, if there is any virtue in it, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now I meditate on these things. I shouldn't. Meditate on these things, because there it is again. That means that indicates to us that that's all we can think of. We've already said day and night. We've already said that those fruits are going to prosper. Our lives will be prosperous. We'll be blessed if we're meditating on day and night. And again, the thing, verse 9, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So now we, Paul has given us some things to think about. He's given us some proper nutrition. He's given us some things that we'll be feeding ourselves, ingesting into our minds and our hearts, which is synonymous, making sure that we're, we're concerned with that soul. Not only are we concerned with saving the souls of the people, we're also concerned with our souls. So we need to make sure to be concerned to make sure that we are getting that proper spiritual nutrition. We need to know where to go. We need to know what we're, we're eating. So verse 9, I want to I wanna, I highlight it because there's some, something very, very powerful there. Because Paul is saying, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, what that's saying is Paul has lived a lifestyle that is glorified God. Paul is teaching now by the example that he's living. He's beyond just talking. Now, he's doing some talking, but now the lifestyle that he's living is indicating that he is faithful and obedient to the Word of God. And that has to be us. We need to get to a point and stop trying and just be. Because, again, we've got that obligation to grow. And if we're not feeding ourselves, again, with everything's unjust, pure, love, a good report, those are things that we need to be thinking about. And what we need to be doing is meditating on day and night. Mm -hmm. Allowing them to permeate again through our souls, coming up into our minds. Now, all the things that we think about, the things that we speak, the things that we do, when people see us, all they see is the Word of God. They see God within us. Now, now again, going back to that light, that how that flame continues to burn, we see that oxygen. Now, our lives continue to shine because we're continuously feeding ourselves with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So, again, we've got to understand 
I want to go back to this point about fruit and vegetables, not just growing them. They grow, but you got to put some work in yes, them. There's some work that has to be done. Yes. So now what we've got to do is we've got to begin to form those habits. Now, whatever habits we had that were unhealthy, now we don't have to do those. Again, because we, we're living consistent lives. Understand that the desire for the word of God has to be we have to say to ourselves, it's all I need. When we wake up in the morning, again, going back to that meditate day and night, that's all we think about because you know, we understand that there's life in the word. Yeah. So if we understand that that's how we sustain our lives, going back to that, understanding what that mannerisms of newborn age, long, that intense frame, we are always hungry for righteousness. That's what we should be concentrating on, those things. And if we do those, then now we begin to see those fruits of the spirit. Now we begin to nourish us. Now we begin to grow in our community grow in our faith. All of those things. But again, it requires work. And we always say uh, Romans 12 and 2 renewal of the mind. Understand what that is. We are constantly renovating our minds. We are constantly moving out, moving every day. Moving out, moving in, rebuilding. Making sure that everything that we're putting in its proper nourishment is provided to us. Now we have to constantly do that every day. Every single day. And now, Galatians 522, the fruits of the Spirit, just very briefly. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such, there is no love. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So now we got to understand that if we've been crucified with Christ, all those tastes that we had before, those went with So now the only thing again that we want, we have that newness of life. We understand that our diets have changed. Our lifestyle has changed. The way that we eat has changed. Because now it needs to indicate a sturdy, healthy diet of the Word of God. And so I don't want to miss verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. If, again, we understand who God is, we know who He is. And that Spirit, that's, that's what allows us to have that. In the military, Everything we can do, all things in cadence. We can march in cadence. We can run in cadence. We can do physical fitness in cadence. Uh, when we have, when we do, uh, when we have training, what we do is we make sure we get man and we go forward and go by the numbers. That means we're going line by line, making sure that we are staying within the regulation. So what, what happens is, if somebody gets out of step, you can see. You can actually see somebody getting out. You can see them trying to wait. You can see those things. And because then what happens is somebody's either going too fast or they get left behind because we're not staying in step. Again, the same thing with the spirit. We need to stay in step with the spirit because in our lives, we'll be indicative of it. That's all we'll be thinking about. We're staying in step with the spirit. The spirit is continuously guiding us. That word of God. We need that. We're desiring it. We have to love for it. All those things because, again, we got to remember we made a commitment. And again, that was part of our commitment to grow spiritually. And so we need we need to be grown in that spirit, staying in that spirit, walking, staying in still with the spirit is how we do Jesus. So now, all right, bro, we got that. We, we understand that you guys spiritually provide yourself uh, the right things. You got to think about the right things. You got to desire that protect protect our minds and our hearts because what's going to happen is we're going to be living a lifestyle that's not indicating a desire for the word of God. We get it. So now let's look at it from the other side. Let's look at improper nutrition, spiritually. Because again, we understand that basic concept physically. But today, we're not concerned about physical. We're not worried about this body. We're worried about that spirit. We're worried about that soul. So let's look at it. We all live lives that are all, all kinds of distractions. Jobs, school, family. Constantly on the I had a, I had a, um, 
a snack drawer in my office. And if you look at my snack drawer, you can always tell, you can tell what kind of my eating habits by the snacks I have. Sometimes, sometimes you may open up and I have the dried fruits, I've got the protein bar, I've got the trail mix, all those things because I'm, I'm making sure that I'm getting the you know, appropriate nutrition, making sure I'm taking care of it. Because you know, I've got a, a routine and a habit of eating the right things. Sometimes you may open my drawer, I may have a big bag of Twix for I may have a big old bag of salad. Because I, you know, I'm not so concerned about eating the right thing. And now what I'm not saying is, let's, let's take it back to Chris, I won't lose it, but what I'm not saying is that we, we're going to take, we're going to clean our jobs at school, we're going to take our Bibles and get out of our study materials, we're going to lay it all out, and we're going to get to it. That's not what I'm saying. That's not at all what I'm saying, but what I am saying, if there's a desire and there's an understanding that that word sustains your life, you're going to find a way. Because again, you made that commitment. You said, you know, hey, I'm going to I know all the things that he's done. All those things. So what we're going to do, we're we going to go out of our way. Again, that newborn baby, that example. Kicking and screaming, figuratively. We are kicking and screaming, trying to get to that word of God. Making a way. Because again, that's we understand that the commitment was that we obey. That faith was obedience. That's how we grow. Mm -hmm. So again, what we can do is... We have uh, technology. And I think we we brought this up several times here in, in the Bible study about things. Technology is it's so amazing. So you can use your apps on your phone, you can set your alarm, you can have daily devotions, all those things that are to you. And again, understanding that I'm not saying that you're gonna always break out all our study materials where we are in the middle of the job. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you're gonna find it. Because again, understanding that proper nutrition includes proper snack, spiritually. We may be able to take our phones every now and then say, you know what? Okay. And now we have something to think about. We gotta understand that. But see, we gotta understand that we need it. We have to routinely and consistently put ourselves in situations to receive that word of God. If we're not, then we're gonna to begin to see that improper nutrition. We're gonna to begin to struggle in our faith. We're going to, our commitment is going to kind of fall. That desire. Remember now, all of this is leading back to that life. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. That light, that flame. Now, what do you think happens to that flame? Because we're not, that, it's not getting an oxygen. What's going to happen? That flame is going to begin to go out. So that's the same thing with us. And that's something that can be seen. We can't hide it. That's right. We can't hide it. And understand that, uh, again, Jesus was talking about the kingdom, the glory, not going to be hidden. Also, the things that you don't know will be hidden either. And again, your lifestyle will begin to indicate an unhealthy guy in the world. Excuse me, not, not the world, but not. And so what we do is, when we get so distracted, we're not as diligent. You know, we're not, we're not, as, you know, we're not protecting ourselves. We're not screaming the things that we're putting in our mind. You know, we're getting to feel the pressure and the stresses of the world begin to weigh us down. So what we do is, we get, we look for things for temporary comfort. That's right. Insert, jumping, fast food. Fast food gets you. It does. And you know, and I say to myself sometimes, I sit back and say, man, they get you in that fast food because it's, it's convenient. For us, where I work, my job, right there, if you come out of that gate, right there on the corner, they got Chick fil A. I love Chick fil A. I do. Best customer service. It's right there for you. You can get to it. Then you have no problems getting to that Chick fil A. They tell you, oh, you know, this is the best chicken, you know, all this. But understand, you've got to examine and make sure that that stuff is just providing a temporary fix. Same thing goes for us with the Word of God. We can't allow ourselves to be distracted with those things in the Word, those carries the Word. Because what happens in the end, you know, as, as we then have to deal with our humanity. Because again, that humanity, we don't want to go through that harm. We don't want to have to deal with it. 
So what we'll do is quickly find something to make us feel better. Can you hear what that means? We may quickly find something to say, you know, okay, okay, all right now. But again, we're going to all we're gonna consistently do that. We're going to consistently be finding those things to provide us that temporary relief. And now what we're doing is we're forming a habit. We're getting into a routine of consistently eating those things that are not beneficial spiritually. And what happens is our minds begin to shift from that spirituality. The mind then becomes carnal. Right. Now we begin to think with the flesh. Now the tastes, the desires of the flesh begin to creep in because we've been feeding. Right. We've been giving us, we've been ingesting those things that are contrary to what God. Now those are the things that we're thinking about. And we're finding a way to get to them. Because now understand, if, if it tastes good to us, what we're going to do is we're going to try to get more. That's right. So we understand that concept. Uh, a midnight snack, I, 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 uh, and I laugh about a midnight snack. Understand, think of the concept of a midnight snack. It's just very, very true to think about it. Midnight is typically, when everybody should be sleeping. <laughs> typically, what you gonna go with that understand is everybody should be sleeping at midnight. So now what happens is, I'm up, everybody's sleeping, and I'm getting ready to snack. And the reason why I'm doing it is because I know everybody's sleeping. And nobody won't say nothing to me. <laughs> That's the one Last night, it wasn't even midnight. I was eating, I can tell you, but uh, I was eating a snack. And, and I was opening it up, and my wife upstairs, hey. But <laughs> 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 well, we gotta understand that. But, but think of this, I understand the ramifications and the implications. I, I'm being facetious, but I understand that concept. Uh, even at night, the boys have these little snack, snack bags, little chips. And late at night, they make a lot of money. So late at night, what I do is I will quietly open them up. Because my kids have like a snack bread. I'm like, Daddy? No. <laughs> so what they do, I'm, I'm quietly trying to open those up. I don't want to wake anybody up. But again, let's continue to examine that. That's what we do. We can do that spiritually as well. That's right. We can do those things that no one will see. Nobody knows what we're doing. That's right. Nobody knows that we have a taste for this. The things that we need to be watching, the things that we need to read, the things that we may allow it to enter into our minds. That's right. And what we do is we begin to deceive ourselves. We say, well, you know what, I don't do that all the time. I don't always do that. I don't always do that. I'm not always doing that. You don't see me always doing that. And again, understand that we're developing that routine, that consistent behavior, not even knowing. And what happens is that taste begins to grow. And again, that flame. So what that does is, let's, let's look at what happens. When we get in the environment, we've already confessed that we are members of this body. We've already confessed that people who know us, they know, okay, hey, you know, he's, he's faithful to the word, he's always reading his Bible. And I go out somewhere, and now I say something, or I do something, or I think something, and somebody sees me, and they go, well, wait a minute now. Hold on. And so the first thing that we do, the first thing that we do is we say, you know what, I'm, y'all, I'm sorry, y'all know that ain't me. I didn't mean to say that. that I didn't even mean for that to come out like that. Y'all know, hey, y'all forgive me. That ain't, you know what I mean. But understand, I didn't even mean to say that. And then you may not. But what's happened is, your lifestyle has been beginning to indicate that improper nutrition spiritually. And now the things that we've been eating are beginning to show. And so we've got to understand, that's why it's so important. That's why it's, he says to his son, hey, look, man, guards, keep your hearts. Protect the things that you're putting in it. Renew your mind daily because if you're putting something, something has gotten into your mind that you know is contrary, we need to be renewing, renovating. You know what? Let me move that out. Move this back in. Yeah. Understand it because we know that the Word of God is how we sustain our life. And that's, again, how we grow. That's how we receive proper spiritual nourishment. Right. 
And so we've, we've got to understand, also, just going back to that concept of the United States, Luke 8 17, things that are done in the dark. Again, our lifestyle begins to show the things that we believe in. And again, nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows, again, that we are looking at this particular thing, or speaking this particular word, or listening to this particular song, or doing any of those things. Nobody knows that we are living, we're living two lives. We're living a lifestyle. Right. People can see and say, hey, you know what? Hey, he's doing the right thing. He's always talking. He's always showing how he loves God. That's but right. secretly, what I'm doing That's is right. I got that taste. That's right. I got that desire. Yeah. Right. I'm feeding it. You don't know what I'm doing. But then I, I begin to slip up because my lifestyle is ending. That's right. And proper nutrition. That's yeah. right. That's right. Now, bear with me. You know Mark, chapter 7, verse 2. Again, when we say, hey, you know what, I don't know that can't What do we tell you what Mark chapter 7, verse 20. And he said, what comes out of man, that follows man. For from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil life, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these, all these evil things come from within and defile man. Now we've got to understand that that soul that we feel, that inner man is affected by the things that we've been feeling. So now when it comes back up, remember that, that meditating day and night. We have been meditating day and night, but what we've been doing is we've been feeding that calm desire. So now that's what the habit is internally. That's what's coming up into our minds and our thoughts. And that's how that's where that comes from. So when we slip up and say those things, again, we might not have meant to, but what we did was we had fed that desire. We weren't vigilant. And protecting our minds and our hearts. We weren't constantly removing our minds, doing all those things that indicate a love and a desire and a longing. Again, learn that intense praise for the word of God. And again, just to further listen, further examine that point, James, beginning in chapter 1, verse 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now that's you. That's what you got on the inside. My own desires. Nobody, I'm putting that in there. You can understand the things that I'm doing because I've developed a taste for it. Now I, now I want it. Now I'm putting myself in to get to it. It's being fed. It's growing. And again, going back to that whole concept, now my faith is beginning to waver. Now I can't figure out why it's always happening to me. Why? Why can't I get in my mind right? Because think about the things that you're putting in your mind. Think about the things that your soul is bringing back up into your mind and into your life. Think of those things. Verse 15. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brother. And again, that verse 16 is important because we'll, we'll, we'll deceive ourselves. We'll trick ourselves. That's right. Because what we say is, uh, again, going back to that point, I, I'm not doing it all the time. I don't always do it. It's not like anybody, anybody told me not to. I'm, 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 I'm all right. Because we begin to trick ourselves because we don't realize that we are living an unhealthy life spiritually. Amen. And again, we don't, and we're wondering, how come I'm not around? How come, you know, I just, I can't just get out. I'm not into it. <coughs> You're not putting the right Amen. things into you. So now, we got arguments, right? We got, we understand. So we got to live lives that indicate sturdy diet for God. If we don't want those things, we have improper nutrition. Our habits begin to show. We continue to feed those lustful desires. And that comes from us. That comes from within. Jesus said in the scriptures, Mark 7, verse 28. That comes from within. We understand all those things. We understand the need for proper nutrition. We understand that as members of this body, we've got an obligation to grow. We've got to put in the work to grow. And that work comes from that desire and that understanding of this. The word is life sustaining. We understand all those things. So let's look at it. 
the reason. Because right. again, remember we made that commitment. That commitment was based on obedience and love. So let's continue example. Because if we're not receiving that proper nutrition, we're studying our growth. And, if we, and this is a simple concept. I, I, I want to make sure I'm very clear. It's a very simple concept. If we're not doing those things that are edifying, then we're not going to grow. But if we are doing those things that are edifying and glorifying the kingdom, then we'll grow. So now let's look at the reason. Let's look at the importance of this. Let's, let's begin to hammer this point. First uh, Corinthians 3, beginning at verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So now we got to understand the importance of the temple. The temple in that time was a place where the presence of God was joined. People could come and worship and fellowship and offer up their sacrifices, getting in the presence of God. In, in Israel, the tent of meeting, people would come because the presence of God in that time before they made the temple. Understanding John chapter 2, the reason why Jesus was so upset is because people were coming to worship. And now there were men making it a place of commerce, blocking people coming to worship. That's he was upset because now they're defiling a holy place. Look at us. Now, if we then become that temple, the way that we live our lives, his body shows it, indicates it. Sometimes the way that we live our lives is all a person has. A person may come to you, and they may come to you, and this is it. You it. And they see you. So we, if we are his temple, we understand the need to be holy and be feeding ourselves and not defiling ourselves with improper nutrition. When people see our lifestyles, they'll be more willing to say, you know what, I trust you. I trust you. That you trust you. God. And now we're in the business again of saving souls. And you may be it again. A lot of times I love the phrase, most people want to see a good son as opposed to hear it. That's right. I don't Listen, you can tell me anything. Let right. me see you do it. Right. Right. We got to understand that if we are a temple, we are a holy place. Yeah. That's an obligation. John 14, just to continue to that point. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, wait a minute now, here we go. That love. So now these are questions that we need to ask ourselves if we're not growing. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Again, now going back to, just going back to that point of the Now, if we are providing ourselves with proper interest, understanding the needs of a righteous life. And again, let me be very clear. What I'm not up here saying is perfection. No, I'm not. What I am saying, though, is being purposeful, deliberate in the way that you live your life in accordance to the God. That's what I'm saying. So that, because we understand that this Christ, the fullness of God in Christ, the Spirit, that's, we're making a mutual abode. He's in us, and we're in him. But we've got to understand the need to grow, the need to provide a healthy place for the And again, Romans 12, 9. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Yeah. The way that we live our lives, that's the same. That's our worship every single day. Now, today, this is the Lord's day. But when we leave out of here, money through fight, money through satisfaction, our lifestyle should still indicate the worship, offering them our best. Understanding that the fatted calf, uh, that was the very best. The very best. That was for special occasions. They were offering that very best. So what they, were, they would graze those calves separately, making sure that they were eating the best, getting that proper nutrition because they needed them to be the best and they had to eat the best food. Again, look at us. If we're going to offer up our best, our lives, we need to be putting in only the best. 
Well, it's that concept of mothers who, who know, who if they have the ability to provide that breast milk to that baby because they know that that's exactly what they need. The word of God is exactly what they need. And as I close, I want to leave you all with this. Typically, there are four Sundays in the morning. Uh, four Wednesdays. Um, so if, if we are looking at those times to be fed, we've got to get to examine ourselves. If, if we're looking to be fed by someone else, by coming and not putting any work, let's, let's examine it. And I, and I, I contemplated using this example because I said, man, it's rough, but I, I want it to be rough because I want it to be, it was rough to me. Uh, when we look at third world countries, I mean, they have the infomercials. They show you in uh, countries that are improperly nourished, malnutrition children. You see their skeletal in nature. You, see, you can see their ribs. You can tell they're not getting proper nutrition. They're not getting fed. You understand all those things. Look at our lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. If we're not putting in the work to grow, mm -hmm. feeding ourselves spiritually, that's what we can look like. Right. So we've got to understand the need to grow. We've got to understand who we are, because again, that example in life. We have got to know that we've got to be who we say we are. We've got to. Because if I step out and say I'm a member of his body, I'm not, again, I'm not just representing those who I'm, I'm representing Christ. Yeah. And that indicates a light alignment in Christ. Right. So we've got to understand that. I'm, and, and I'm done. I just, I'm thankful for your attention. And, but I do want to offer this invitation. If you are here today, and you have no good and you're looking for a lifestyle change. You're looking for something to understand today that you've heard the word Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing the word of Now you know that these words are true. Again, obedience unto that word. Confession that Jesus is the Son of God. Being baptized for the remission of your sin. Coming up a new creature. Having a desire for a new diet. Spiritual. Understand that that's how you sustain your life. Now, I'm ready. And you know, you care of the world again. Very good. Understand that you have an opportunity. You can make a decision. And if you are going to be by understand that sometimes we live busy lives and we get distracted. But there's a need to grow. Come down. Ask for prayer. Strength. Understand the need to grow. And as we do all say, because God is waiting on this. He's willing and is able again. He's just waiting on this. As we come down and stand and sing the invitation song.